Good morning. It's June 23rd. It's a cloudy morning in New York as we keep the dimness on our way to losing the pleasant coolness we've been having. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The dramatic part of the Titan submersible news story ended yesterday when searchers found a debris field on the ocean, consistent with the carbon fiber vessel having undergone a violent and mercifully instantaneous implosion. The Wall Street Journal reported that all the while that the search was underway and people were speculating about how much oxygen might be left in the sub, the U.S. Navy knew and had reportedly informed the Coast Guard that its instruments had heard the implosion when it happened on day one. This apparently didn't become public sooner because it was done with a top-secret military acoustic detection system. And the journal writes that the Navy asked that the specific system used not be named, citing national security concerns. It is normally used to detect enemy submarines. That's fine, but it seems a bit off-topic. The details of the system might be top-secret, but of course the Navy is listening for submarines. Any reasonable person would assume that they have the waters of the North Atlantic miked. Certainly anyone who would try to sail a submarine toward the coast of North America is already factoring that into their planning. The real national security secret would be if they had somehow missed hearing it. Our politics investigator friends over at Sludge, readsludge.com, looked into the hiring practices of the No Labels group, which is mounting a declaredly nonpartisan attempt to put a third-party candidate on the presidential ballot, and they found that nearly all of their hires are in fact Republicans, including a policy analyst who previously was the president of the Tulane chapter of Turning Point USA. The story notes that previously Politico reported that No Label's founder and CEO, Nancy Jacobson, directed employees to remove the name of the organization from their LinkedIn profiles to discourage press sleuthing. Truly, they are committed to the principle of having no labels. At least, not any labels the public can read. The section of Interstate 95 in Philadelphia that collapsed on June 11th because of a fuel truck crash and explosion is scheduled to reopen to traffic today less than two weeks after it closed. The ruined overpass was originally expected to be closed for months, but the severity of the disruption and the importance of I-95 somehow magically kicked the project out of the standard American infrastructure timetable and into the sort of timeline that people and countries use when they actually want to accomplish something. A fuller permanent rebuilding project will happen on the original timetable, while an estimated 100,000 vehicles a day will drive on the highway as reopened. Page A9 of the Times has two different big explosion stories. A blast at a restaurant in northwest China kills at least 31. That's from a barbecue restaurant in Ningxia, part of an ongoing trend of explosions at barbecue restaurants. And a huge explosion of unknown cause in Paris destroyed a school called the Paris American Academy and injured about 40 people. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And we will talk again on Monday.